0: Like we can all relax because there's no way that chillin' villain can attack people off the ice. If that's true, someone better tell him.
1: Ah! Lennon's tomb? (laughs) Why is it never like Lennon's pizzeria? Big hello to all you mystery solvers out there, and welcome to Heavy Metal, a podcast about Scooby-Doo. I'm your host, Ethan Brundine, and each week, myself and a guest will take you through a mystery from somewhere in the vast history of the greatest cartoon of all time. My guest this week is Emilio Diaz from the Can I Kick It podcast, and the episode that we are going to be discussing is What's New Scooby-Doo Season 3. Episode 7 Diamonds Are a Ghoul's Best Friend. Emilia, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you very much for having me. That was a lovely intro. Thank
1: you. I feel I feel like I've accomplished something even though I've accomplished nothing because now now that I've had all four hosts of Can I Kick It on this podcast. I've I've got all four here which isn't really an accomplishment but to me it feels like like it's always nice to to check a box you know not that you are a box i will say because I've, I've been happy to have all of you on there but you know what i mean it's it's fun no for sure,
0: no, for sure i get it listen sometimes you got to play your own games to stay into doing stuff like this <laughs>
1: without question yeah
0: um,
1: but again i mean thank you so much for for doing this and coming on it's this an podcast. honor um so i like to get started with this show uh, by asking my guests um, kind of what cartoons they watched a lot as a kid.
0: Ooh. I mean, I assume, like, most guests that you would have on this podcast, it, like, goes through, like, phases. So it's, like, the first thing I really remember watching as a young kid is SpongeBob. But it's, like, I also remember watching stuff that is, like, suited for younger people than people who would watch Spongebob, like, I for sure had, like, Blue's Clues VHS as a kid, even though that's, like, obviously a weird cartoon hybrid. But, uh... Yeah, stuff like that. But, yeah. First st- thing that I remember watching were, like, early Spongebob, Hey Arnold, and then that eventually grew into me watching stuff like Avatar The Last Airbender, watching stuff like Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy, Fairly Oddparents. Those are the stuff that, like, if you would ask if you had, like if you ask the question you just asked me obviously of just like what do you remember watching as a kid and like sort of shaping your brain it's like that it's like a lot of Grim Adventure, The Billy and Mandy a lot of a lot of Spongebob and then like eventually I had the anime period where I really got into Naruto
1: oh for sure yeah <laughs> um um yeah that's interesting because like I remember when I was um when I was a uh, a kid uh i had a cousin who uh was like there's this show uh naruto or i guess naruto whichever one he however he would have pronounced it um at the time and i was like uh what are you talking about um this, that was like my first introduction to anime was um was was that like he because he, it was would be playing on, on nickelodeon at like either 1 a.m or like 6 a.m <laughs> um and he he introduced me to that when i was uh over at his house, and I was like, this is very strange. It looks like Pokemon, but it's not Pokemon.
0: Um, yeah. Oh, my God. I also I also did love Pokemon so much. I mean, I Pokemon, not the anime, but the games I still love to this day. But as a kid, I really, really yeah, loved the anime yeah. to the point where m- my parents would frequently take me to this video store, and they would just get mad at me because instead of, like, renting a movie, I would just rent three episodes of... <laughs> of Pokemon on a VHS, and they would be like, please get a movie, and I would be like, but I want to watch Pokemon, and it was a constant battle, especially for a kid like me who was like, did not battle at all with their parents, that was like the one thing where I that I would do that would drive them up the wall, um, yeah. but yeah, even, I think before Naruto, I think vaguely as a child, I would stay up late and like, catch like, A little Dragon Ball. A little, like, sometimes you catch a little Inuyasha, a little Yu Yu show on, like, Toonami. But, like, Naruto was the first thing I remember watching on one of those things where it would be like, every night this is airing, I have to watch this because I love Naruto and it's just my thing. (laughs) And this is the only time I can see
1: this. (laughs) Um, Yeah. It's crazy now that, obviously, I mean, anime is just huge it's one of the biggest things in the world but like it's also so incredibly accessible now they're like I mean kids can they're no longer (laughs) resigned to just what was on Toonami right like they can see anything because most of it's on Hulu or Netflix or HBO or somewhere you know so they can they can get anything
0: yeah I mean truly you pay for if you if you or your parents have HBO Max yeah there is a Crunchyroll section on there and you could probably just watch like 50 plus full anime series and stuff like that it's just so much more yeah
1: which has got to make like the anime kid at school like there's now like 10 different versions of that kid right like instead of just being like i'm the one who who watches dragon ball or or naruto now it's like i'm the one who watches this very specific you know like um Drama anime show, or like this or this, so it make, must make those for those kids to find friends with similar interests. It must make it just all the more difficult. Um, yeah, for sure. What was your relationship to Scooby Doo when you were a kid?
0: Okay, so yeah, so I guess I was just like a big park in front of the TV, or just park in front of some random channel on TV, and just like sit and watch it all day. So there's like, of course, a cult. Co- there's like a collection of like stuff just from that era that would play on stuff on um, places like Cartoon Network or play on Nickelodeon that I just watched. And if you ask me if I like them or not, I don't know like what my answer would yeah. really be. Would really be it. it would. <laughs> I would sort of just approach it like neutrally. It was just a thing I consumed a lot of, and no, I'd say, yeah. I- in terms of that sort of stuff, Scooby Doo. It's probably on the higher end of that. of just like stuff that played on Cartoon Network all the time. So I would just sit there and watch it all day. And I, you would get basically almost every incarnation of it. it, it just like different episodes thrown around. But I do believe What's New Scooby-Doo is a thing I watched when it was relatively... I think it, I watched it when it was happening. Like when it, whenever it was coming out, I think I was watching it
1: sure um yeah I mean I was a similar way like once once my family got you know like Disney Channel and Nickelodeon like it was over for (laughs) for me um it's we didn't our package didn't include Cartoon Network for a while so um I kind of missed out on like the Cartoon Network shows that all my friends were watching but like I would just turn on Disney Channel or like Nickelodeon for hours and like I mean. I've seen every episode of like Zoe one hundred and one. I couldn't tell you if I think it, I don't think it's a good show or anything. I don't even Same. think I liked it back then. But like I would, I've, I've seen it all, you know, and I, I would, I would watch it every yeah. day. <laughs>
0: Especially like I lived in a house where it was like yeah, me, my older brother, and then my younger sister were all like sort of relatively near age, not that near age. There's like a three year gap between each of us. Yeah. But we often had it's like we had one TV. We didn't have multiple, so we would just have to sit there and watch the same thing. So it's like, yeah, I've, I've seen every episode of Hannah Montana. I've seen a lot of, of Disney course. Channel yeah. original movies. Do I think it's good or I enjoyed it? Impossible for me to tell, really.
1: Yeah, yeah. a question. Um, like, the one I, I still really hold iCarly in high esteem. Um, that show I think was well written as opposed to others. Um, Drake and Josh I liked a lot, but like most of the others, it's just like you know, I mean, it literally was just that this was the content that was made for me, <laughs> you know um, Yeah. Uh, uh, so whether yeah. or not it, it's good, or I think back on it fondly, it's, it's a non-issue.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean like, even further than that, this is like going further away from Scooby-Doo, I guess but it's like, there's sometimes I would stay on like Nickelodeon so, so long that I would like day all the way to nick at night and watch it and I, i've basically seen like 80 percent of full house do i think full house is yeah, good yeah. no it's bad but i've seen almost yeah, all of it
1: of course it. i that is exactly my circumstance as well i've seen every episode of full house and i kicked like if you asked me because i i'm sure I, if you put one on i would remember every joke that's in it but like if you ask me you sat me down and said, Ethan, what's your favorite episode of Full House? Or name an episode of Full House that is better than the others. I would have zero answer for you. <laughs> like, it yeah. just was on all the time.
0: And it's, like, obviously, like, I think eventually as you get older and you think back at it, some stuff you, like, remember fondly than others. Because it's, like, mm-hmm. Full House and Family Matters. And, like, I think I watch a lot of Step by Step. And those shows, I, it's, like... I remember just watching at the time, but if you ask me now if they're good, I think I would say no, they're bad. But yeah, there's stuff yeah. like Fresh Prince and The Nanny that I also watch, almost all of it. Where if you ask me now if that was good, I'd be like, yeah, I think it's pretty good.
1: Yeah, yeah. You, yeah, there's... Yeah. It's a it's a thin line, but it is a line. It's there, for yeah. sure. Um, so, when I, uh, I reached out for you to, to come on this podcast. It's funny, because like, <laughs> uh, you know, I've been th- for for months, I've been like, I'm gonna get Emilio on one day. One day I'm gonna get Emilio on all of all the can I kick It people. And it was very easy, I just, uh, I should've just asked you months ago, because you were just like, yeah, sure, I'll do it, why not? <laughs> but uh, I, I reached out to you to come on this podcast, and you, uh, I, you know, I gave you the option, like I do to all the guests, you can pick whatever, and you came back with uh, an episode very quickly. Um, so my question is why did you pick Diamonds Are Ghoul's Best Friend
0: so I think like as you said about Full House it's one of those things where I certainly have a memory of watching a lot of Scooby-Doo as a kid but yeah. if you ask me to point at any like specific like episode of Scooby-Doo I would be like uh cause it, it all just becomes a mush in your head and it's like yeah Obviously, every episode has like its like own like style. I mean, not style, but it has like its own theming and its own villain. So it it's e- a little easier to separate than something that's just like a sitcom where it was wacky hijinks that happen every week. But I still like a lot of it doesn't separate out in my brain. And it's like I know I watched a lot of episodes of OG Scooby Doo, and I know a lot. I watched a lot of episodes of Pup Named Scooby Doo, but due to I think it coming out around my time and the, it being like oh this week there is a new episode I think what's new Scooby-Doo is the thing that I have most like specific memory of individual episodes Yeah, and this episode in particular is one where it's like I think about Scooby-Doo and this episode just pops into my head and it's like I think I liked it as a kid but it's even, it, it was more recognition than me having any particular right. fondness for it like if I, if course. you cuz it's like you said every, all Scooby Doo TV right yes yeah we're not covering the movies yet yeah because right. i think if you asked if you included movies then i would be like Scooby Doo and the Cyber Chase is probably the thing i have the most coherent memory of of a thing i think my cousin owned on DVD so i watched like right. eight times and i i think my cousin also had the PS1 game so i i, I like engaged with it through that so it's like if movies were involved, that's the thing I would have the most memory about. But in terms of just individual episodes of Scooby-Doo television, it would be this. And there's just so, particular memories I have of it. I don't know if... Yeah, we of course. Yeah.
1: No, I understand completely. <laughs> um, I'm probably... Because like, I wouldn't call myself a, a SpongeBob fan. But if you ask me, like... okay remember an episode of spongebob that you think that you liked as a kid because i definitely saw like all of the original show because you know you go to your friend's house they're watching spongebob it's just what happens like if, if you were like hey pick an up ep- remember an episode of spongebob now i would be like okay uh there's the one with the hashlinging slasher i know that is an episode for sure and yep. there's the one uh where um they sell chocolate that's an episode too (laughs) like that's just
0: like believe the episode is called chocolate there you go exactly you just have one that you remember oh
1: for sure i have for some reason a sense memory of watching this as a kid this is a thing that i maybe liked (laughs) Um, i understand completely where you're coming from
0: yeah Um, i mean but it's like weirdly i guess we might be like opposites in that way in that SpongeBob is a thing I have come back to it as an adult a lot, and have a right. lot of specific opinions on of like episodes of it as an adult, and what I can like name jokes from specific episodes and stuff like that.
1: The, well, I mean, th- that would that's probably certainly the much more common. Um, yeah, um, for, I, for sure. <laughs> because it's you know, SpongeBob is it's as big as The Simpsons at this point amongst our. It's like The Simpsons for for our generation basically you yeah. um, know uh, because you know this like for people who were who were you know elementary school age in like the early 90s they uh, you know The Simpsons is the show is the monoculture show that, that that draws all them together they're the ones who made all the memes of that and then now for for people who are kids in the 2000s it's a. Uh, it's oh well, spongebob every single moment has become a meme of some sort you know like it's the it's the thing that that ties 2000s kids together um yeah. but uh but that's so,
0: what, that's what makes scooby-doo such a weird property and that it's like yeah. sort of an anachronism because it's like a thing from the 60s obviously but it it also has been sort of at, well, maybe somebody a little younger than me would like have probably have a period in their life where they're like, I, "Yeah, I haven't heard of Scooby Doo. I it's like this isn't a thing of my life." But I feel like through the '60s to like the early 2000s, Scooby Doo was like a constant thing.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, Scooby Doo. That's that's like what inspired me to do this was that it it, it has been around forever. You know, like it it, it there. It is always an iteration of some sort that um, you can get into, you know. Um, as you say, like, after the 2000s, they're still making new Scooby-Doo, but there's just so much other things for kids to be interested in that it's it's possible, you know, you could meet a, a kid these days who's like, uh, Scooby-Doo, yeah, sure, I know what he looks like, uh, but I've never watched Scooby-Doo, you know, but... Um,
0: yeah, I get... I guess the period in my mind is like post-Ministry Inc. but pre, I guess, now Scoob. It's like, yeah. I guess they were just like a direct a bunch of direct-to-VOD movies. But it's like, do kids really engage with those? I don't know. I guess they had to if they made so many of them.
1: Yeah, I mean, there was a show on in the, in the mid-2010s, uh, Be Cool Scooby-Doo, but uh, that show basically might as well not have existed because they didn't even air the second season on TV because they just were like, they, by that point, Cartoon Network was solely was com- like completely over uh, anything that was not um, Adventure Time or Teen Titans Go. <laughs> so they were just like, whatever. Let's let's let, we need to keep these these viewers as much as possible with what we know they will watch. So uh, you know these other shows we're just not going to bother with. Um, but yeah, like they literally made a show. The first season they kind of aired, but like each episode only aired a few times, and then the second one didn't air at all and then they both just got dumped on the Boomerang uh, streaming service and now you can watch them on HBO Max so (laughs) that's the that's the weird history of Scooby-Doo in the 2010 um.
0: yeah I mean truly had no idea this was a thing the person who I sort of try to keep all of pop culture though I guess that was also specifically the period of like late high school me being in college period where it's like that is the time if I was ever yeah. like <laughs> trying to not be aware of whatever was airing on Cartoon Network Cartoon yeah. Network then it was that but it's like I am I was like aware of Adventure Time and yeah. regular show and stuff like that but uh,
1: yeah um, it's a weird foul period for sure so
0: are, are, are you like a hockey fan no which is a weird <laughs> thing I don't know why this one stuck to with me so much because it's like i read the descriptions for the episodes like around this because i'm like i'm sure i saw all these episodes and stuff sounded vaguely familiar yeah and there were topics that like in theory i should be more interested by but for some reason this one is the one that just sticks out
1: sure i mean that just happens sometimes um
0: yeah i am not
1: a hockey person at all and you know I, i'm I'm from Texas, and there's not a lot (laughs) of hockey here.
0: Uh, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess I'll say that I'm, like, a big sports person, just generally. And it's like, as a sports person, you will occasionally see tweets or, like, watch some ESPN on hockey. But it's not, like, a sport I follow a lot. Or if you ask me, like, strategy or, like, who are the great players, I I don't think I could answer any of those questions.
1: I went to one hockey game in my life. I was a kid, and there used to be a, a minor league hockey team in Austin called the Ice Bats, and I remember going to that game, um, but uh, otherwise, I've, I do not engage with hockey at all. It seems like a cool, fun sport, um, but it just is not an option around where I live at all. Um, I guess I can yeah. watch it on TV, but like, what would be the point? <laughs>
0: I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause that's like I think what people often say about hockey is that it's like an amazing in-person spectacle sport, but it, yeah. it, it just like loses something on TV. Whereas like so stuff like basketball and football, you can right. like watch at home, and it's like pretty much still the thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. Seems cool. I get, like I, I I get it. I'm not I'm not for all of my. Millions yeah. of listeners in Canada or you know the northern United States. I'm not knocking hockey in any way. I just am not, literally not uh, informed about it at all. This <laughs> is so, for sure. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, but but the, I the, mean, I have seen this episode. That's for sure.
0: <laughs> I have seen it also, and I did remember. There's like one specific thing that made me remember it when you like asked me to recall an episode and like try and pick it and it was the moat. it was I guess I just when I just was remembering I was like it's like Vladimir Lenin in it weirdly or something like that yes 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 and then go ahead I'm glad you brought that
1: up because I had the exact same situation where you said Diamonds are Ghoul's best friend I was like oh yeah the Lenin episode not not my first thought wasn't oh yeah the hockey one I was like oh yeah that's the one where they go to Lenin's too I remember that (laughs) Um,
0: Cause it's such a strange thing, and it's like, when I watch it, I guess I don't know how cultured I was as a child, but I, w- I was like, there's like almost no chance I knew that that was Vladimir Lenin when that yeah, was whenever I watched yeah. it. Cause it's like, they don't even name check him, right?
1: They no, they they do, they do call him. They don't say Vladimir, but they do say Lenin. Um, but okay. uh, I, I yeah, I remember being very confused as a kid i was like what what there's a coffin with just a, a glass coffin with just a dude in it and you could just climb in and hang out with it like like shaggy and scooby do that's insane what is this i don't this is weird russian circumstance i don't get it at all
0: yeah <laughs> um and the thing is, i don't know i guess i don't know how deep into this episode we're gonna go because i assume there's like stuff we're gonna do later but i did see that yeah. like the person who wrote it was like some ex simpsons person and it does seem like a very simpsons e gag of just like calling recalling a very specific political thing about this thi- about that it like relates to this episode of just like over in russia the five big things are like hockey the yeah. weird police ice skating and that lenin was buried in state. <laughs> yeah let's let's
1: go ahead and just like loosely go through the plot of this and, we'll, and when things pop out we'll, uh, we'll definitely have, have, have room to discuss them for sure um, so this aired uh, March 3rd, 2005 um, is when this first came out uh, so Diamonds Are Ghoul's Best Friend it is a hockey episode as we've said in Russia um, uh, What's New Scooby-Doo maybe more than any of the other shows is very much a travelogue show. Um, It's like each episode is in a different country where they are doing some new thing. (laughs) This time they are in uh, Russia because Velma is very excited about the uh, Russian international or invitational hockey tournament. Um, They've decided that Velma's quirk is that she's going to be the one who is the hockey fan, Um, which is fun. But Fred really, I think, feels like someone you would peg as being like on the lacrosse team in the the summer on the hockey team in in the winter you know he just he has that vibe for sure of like like preppy jock guy
0: yeah i guess i I guess i just wonder if that was like if that was just like they spun a wheel and whatever character they landed on that was the person who was going to be into hockey but I do, it's appre- po- yeah, I, it's d- I do appreciate the the specific angle they take with Velma in it, where she's like very smart about it and like is yeah. asking the players these very complex questions.
1: She's very into the strategy of it all and everything, more so than like I don't know the fighting or whatever <laughs> that that yeah whatever the less erudite approach you could take to uh, hockey is.
0: Yeah, um, th- that that is interesting. That it's like. Yeah, if you would take just, like, whatever five-year-old understanding of hockey is, or whatever, and you just be like, yeah, they throw a puck around, and there's a lot of fighting, and it's weird that this, like, engages with it as a sport so much, with, like, strategy and, like, skill and stuff. That is funny.
1: But uh, the the hockey tournament's not going very well, because it is being plagued by the Frozen Fiend, who is a Icicle monster hockey player guy um, who is determined to steal the Tsar's Emperor Cup, uh, which is crusted with the diamonds of Tsar Nikolai II. Um, which is which is clearly a stand-in for the Stanley Cup and everything, but um, yeah, this is it's it's fun. It's a fun circumstance. This is probably my favorite design of we made a, a an athlete that's just like kind of a ghost <laughs> um, yeah because that is something they do a lot <laughs> um like, brings it up yeah go no you go ahead.
0: Uh, i think it, they do it's like hockey is a good sport for that because it's like obviously there's so much padding and so much like specific gear that it's like you can take just like an ice monster and throw the gear on and give yeah. them like the stick and the skates and it's just like it immediately reads as hockey
1: yeah, and the and like the hockey mask is already like in like an inherently sort of menacing uh design, right? Um Yeah. So that works too. Uh but Shaggy kind of point pokes fun at this at at how many sports episodes they've been doing, where he's like, "We've been eating a lot of stadium food recently." Uh so I, I looked into it and um, in the fir- so in the first season they do a baseball episode and a snowboarding episode. In the second season, they have a skateboarding episode, but then in this season alone, there are thirteen episodes in season three, and they have a wrestling episode, a hockey episode, a NASCAR episode, a uh, a golf episode. <laughs> like they they were really leaning into sports at this time um, in Scooby Doo, which I, I guess. Yeah, is I mean, fun, I, but
0: yeah, it's it's like fun. I imagine it's like an easy thing to write to, especially since yeah. like they decided that like what's new scooby-doo would be more of a travel show than the other ones it's like yeah if for what i assume it's like a lot of just like old white guys in the writer's room i assume it's like an easy in to any country's culture to be like what do they play there we'll do yeah. that <laughs> yeah exactly uh I will.
1: yeah they don't spend they 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 go on around the world but they spend a lot of time in europe and north america they really don't <laughs> go into very many uh uh Non, um, white Dude. or uh, countries. Yeah, yeah. But they, yeah.
0: Do they go to Mexico? Or is there a movie in Mexico?
1: There's a movie in Mexico where they, they, uh, that they, they, the monster is a chupacabra. Um,
0: okay, yeah, that, I for sure saw that one of the good.
1: But in uh, you know, was it uh, thirty nine episodes of What's New Scooby Doo? Where they go to a different place every time. They never go to Mexico at all. <laughs>
0: so, <laughs> which is. Funny. <laughs> so, do they go to Canada
1: they do that's the uh, episode where they meet up with Simple Plan who sang the theme song because Simple Plan is from Canada uh,
0: That's far. Far. yeah because yeah. I guess I was wondering because it's like yeah it's, like hockey is a very Russian thing but if you told me like if you just like did to- ask me to do word association we were like hockey I would do- go Canada first so. yeah. yeah of course and it's interesting to, to, like, that they went here, but I that it must have also been like a well, we want to go to Russia because that's like an interesting place to go. So let's just put the hockey stuff in it, and it's an easy grounding for whatever they're going to do. Yeah, yeah, it's easier than
1: having a. I don't know, a Soviet ghost or something, <laughs> you know, Like, like, they, 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 yeah. they, as you say, they probably know three things about, about Russia, and they were like, well, let's pick the easiest path to go through, <laughs> um, yeah, cause
0: I guess it's, like, you can't, because there's, like, no, there's, like, almost no mention of the Cold War, basically,
1: yeah, no, there, there's, like, when they're out in the streets, there's, like, um, I guess, imagery of, of luster, like, Soviet stuff, but, uh yeah they don't they don't bring it up which i can't I can't say I blame them uh, that's a lot to unpack in a 20 minute episode of a children's cartoon um,
0: but also they put Vladimir Lenin's body in it that's so, true, which true. is yeah. very funny to <laughs> <laughs> um they so they meet up with I'm
1: assuming that this is a real uh hockey player just based on his uh yeah his I Googled him he's a,
0: he's a he's a real hockey player
1: yeah Brett Hull is his name uh He's uh he's the star of the American team who's here for the the tournament and um, he seems like a very nice guy. He's totally willing to let the gang out and uh and and skate around the rink before the game starts. Which I found very funny, especially because you know there's already been a, a monster there.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> and it's also like there's like a funny like w- at, at w- during their introduction where they're talking to Hull and like velma asks him like a very technical like hockey question about like what defense they're gonna play to like funnel people through wherever and he's just like i don't know we were just gonna chase the puck around which is a yeah, very yeah. funny <laughs> categorization of like an actual real life hockey player yeah yeah
1: <laughs> it is i wonder what he thinks of this i guess but i'm sure it was very fun for him to do um But uh, what's really fun is that he gets to give the exposition about the history of the frozen fiend, um, which I liked a lot. Which the the backstory is that this was a a Russian uh, hockey player who missed an uh, an easy shot, and uh, he brought such disgrace to what was then Soviet Russia that he was uh, banished to Siberia, where he froze to death. And now his ghost is back to haunt this tournament, um, which is great. Great uh, backstory for uh, for a monster,
0: for sure. I liked it a lot. Um, yeah, it's like a fun piece of just like a like tall tale or like urban legend or whatever that a, yeah. a, a guy that the Russian that the Russians sent a guy to his death because he missed a goal two escobar style yeah
1: exactly (laughs) um um, we learned that scooby-doo is afraid of the ice because he got his tail stuck in an ice maker once um which is poor guy you know yeah that
0: was weird i guess i don't i don't remember enough about watching what new scooby-doo from when i was a kid but did did this show have a lot of cutaway gags
1: they don't. So I, I did take a note. I was like, "That's that's interesting," because um, it really is like a, a Family Guy style, like like just straight cut to like cut to joke.
0: Hey Scoob, remember <laughs> the time that you? Yeah,
1: yeah. It literally, it literally was. Shaggy says, do you remember Scoob when you got your tail stuck in an ice machine or whatever?" <laughs> yeah, it was, it was crazy. Um, but we get some, we get introduced to some suspects here. We have uh, Team USA. Uh, the the their super fans are here. Uh, these three uh, himbos with uh, with with painted chests who are willing to do um, anything.
0: Well, anything not to fight you on this. But okay, the yeah. categorization of himbos, I think, is very attractive, dumb people. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> and these these are just sort of like sports bros, like jocks, yeah. like let's yeah. go team guys. When
1: when Fred joins them, th- he's a himbo for sure. Yes, but, Fred.
0: Uh, <laughs> Fred, classic himbo. Yeah, they I mean he. Are, it is very funny <laughs> when he joins them. It is funny. I just went like, "Wow, he's jacked. He's built."
1: Yeah, yeah he's very, <laughs> very uh, muscular for sure. <laughs> um, no nipples, of course, because he's a, a children's cartoon character. But you know, he's, uh, he's definitely. Stacked for sure. Um, yeah. yeah, he joins them as the exclamation point to the USA, which is fun. Always fun.
0: Um. But it is fun, also funny when they introduce them because it's just like, well, you we already we were already set up to the fact that there's a ghost because of the opening and then of whole explanation, and they're like, I wonder who it is, and then they introduce themselves and they're immediately like, We'll do anything to help yeah. Team USA <laughs> win anything. And it's like, that seems unnecessarily suspicious of you.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, at least they're introducing a character and giving them motive instead of, like, the way it used to be, which is, here's literally the one person you're going to meet, and that's going to be the monster, (laughs) you know? And they're not going to have any real, like, give you anything they're just like oh that's the one guy we know so it's probably him
0: yeah Um, i mean we could keep going but yeah it's fun they they later do like well there are three suspects and we shall split up and see which one of the suspects it is yeah we
1: also get uh nikolai the captain of the russian team understandably uh make he tracks the most as potentially being a a hockey ghost because he's the same you know the same uh Size and probably has the same uh, motivations, and then there's also uh, the Russian uh, figure skater Galinda, who um, who comes out to do like kind of I guess an opening act for the the tournament, and she is chased off the screen because hockey fans do not like figure skaters; they throw things at her.
0: Yep. Daphne loves her though Definitely big That's fan true. of figure skating
1: yeah yeah she's got she's got culture as opposed to the others that she says yeah um but yeah it is funny because literally as soon as she leaves uh the 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 USA guys go something's gotta be done about Finland and then they leave too and then the the uh the hockey ghost the frozen fiend shows up um and uh he's there to to wreak havoc um but <laughs> I found this funny that the gang have the they they're, they're, they're going to save the day. They're going to hop in there and they're going to form a human chain and and clothesline the uh, the frozen fiend as he's skating across the ice. And um, you know we see the security a lot in this episode, but they really don't seem to be that concerned about what's actually going on on the ice at all, because <laughs> um, not only is the frozen fiend allowed to hop out there but the gang also just hop the fence and, and you know just walk out onto the ice to to try and stop the monster um
0: yeah so which is really... funny because it's like the way they're playing Go that they go they go on the ice because fred is like we'll just form a human chain and then yeah. he'll have no choice but to like crash into us and stop and then the frozen fiend just jumps into them and then crashes into the barrier but, like, before that, he's just, like, taking out full grown-ass hockey players all over yes. the place. Who, I assume, yeah. like, individually way more and are stronger than the four, uh, I guess, the four-plus Scoob of the Scooby Gang.
1: Yeah, probably. <laughs> they, they, they really are very, uh, Fred is very, um, uh, has a lot of faith in their abilities, I guess. Or he's, as we said, he's a himbo. He just jumps into a... Uh, Jumps in head first and brings his friends along. Um, they do fail to to stop him, uh, and uh, now we got we got to do a real investigation. Yeah, um, we see Nikolai, the captain of the, uh, the the Russian team, accuse Brett of of being the reason that the fiend has returned, um, which is suspicious. I do find it funny that the gang never like. Later on, we see um, we we get we get enough evidence that it isn't Brett. But I do find it funny that they never like they don't um, assume it is a member of the American team at all. It has to be the Russians who are doing this. <laughs> <You know. laughs> um like like there is no no suspicion of the American hockey players whatsoever. Um.
0: No, just from Nikolai, I guess them getting an actual hockey player and it precludes them from accusing any of them yeah
1: then the frozen fiend shows back up which is fun because I like that he uh, I like that he can ice skate on land that's a cool um, concept you know it, it it makes it more intimidating uh, and this is where the gang goes and hides in Lennon's tomb <laughs>
0: Um, yeah, they all get chased around all over the place. They are surprised by the fact that once they leave the ice, the frozen fiend is still skating. And they're just—they're like, yeah. "How could that possibly happen?" Which then they just—they just learn like, "Oh, he's just using normal skates, like yeah. in life yeah. skates." Which is like, like, they clearly
1: weren't looking very closely. <laughs> yeah, um,
0: but yeah, they get chased all around, and they get chased into Lenin's like the room where Lenin is be- is like entombed. And 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 Shaggy says
1: Shaggy says Lennon's tomb Why is it never Lennon's pizzeria Which I was just like this is ridiculous What is this This is insane
0: (laughs) Yes and they just (laughs) Scooby Doo and Shaggy Just Are hidden Are hidden touching Vladimir Lennon's body And that is just an extremely strange image An extremely strange thing to put in a Children's show An actual man's dead body Yes, a, a yeah. incredibly important figure of history's body. Yeah, um, it's just insane.
1: Like I can't. Like I, I definitely I could speak for myself here. I know when I was a kid, I did I did not know who Vladimir Lenin was. Was very confused by this whole sequence. Um, I can just only imagine what the what the 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 youth of America were. were experiencing watching this episode as it aired how many asked their parents who lenin was uh how many you know just it's it's crazy (laughs) it just is a crazy thing to put in an episode um
0: yeah it's it's like crazy just because of all of the lenin stuff and again it is crazy that it's just them touching a dead body which feels so insane for even like scooby-doo is obviously a horror thing but they i feel like they rarely engage with actual dead body yeah never (laughs) never
1: (laughs) yeah it's it's crazy um but and then they get stuck inside the coffin which is even like like probably the scariest thing that's happened in in scooby-doo at least what's in a scooby-doo that i could think of is being trapped in a coffin with a dead body like that is existential and being able to see out of it right like that's just so freaky to, th- to consider yeah. Um
0: and you but, were like uh, what the youth of america think of this as like oh how did this air in Russia? Like, what did, A good question. Yeah. What, what do you think of? What did like Russia think about Vladimir Lenin being used as a prop during this weird episode of a children's show?
1: Yeah, uh, I would. I would bet it probably did not air in Russia if I were to guess. But I don't know. Maybe. I have no idea. <laughs> um, Daphne gets them out of the coffin with by uh, making. Some like MacGyver, uh, corrosive paste out of things she finds in her um, in her purse, which is a new running gag that they have come up with uh, with uh, the dawn of what's new Scooby Doo for her, um, which is fun. I like it. I like the idea of, of
0: yeah giving it, her giving her agency
1: because she's got a purse. You know, it's fun.
0: It, yeah, it is fun, and it's like because I obviously like. What to do about Daphne is, I think, a thing that people just like overthink all the time with Scooby Doo things. Of yeah. just like, you can't make her just like this vapid person who's just like, had is just like, v- it just like vapid. That's her one defining trait, yeah. and I think like this is a good way of being like, no, she is like into like fancy people culture and dress and style and stuff yeah. like makeup and we can just like pitch that in a way that is like interesting and useful for whatever they're they're investigating and, and it's just like it is both true to the character and also like an interesting yeah. evolution to it and it's not just like them feeling embarrassed by it or whatever.
1: Exactly. Like I've talked about that on the uh, on this show before but like it, it's really very simple. You could have a character who is like overtly feminine and still have them be a character you know like you don't have to feel <laughs> like that is a bad thing because that that becomes reductive in its own you know to try and uh and, and and reverse that so like this is this is better than um giving her nothing to do at all or trying to to uh pretend like you know wearing wearing fancy dresses and and being into figure skating is, is not enough to make you an interesting person. You know, like this is good. (laughs) This is, it's a good balance. Um,
0: Yeah. So they, they escape Lenin's too.
1: (laughs) Yes. And then they, uh, they, they, they follow um, Nikolai, the captain to a museum of the, the old um, monarchy of, uh, of Russia the emperors and everything and we see that he bears a striking resemblance to Nikolai II, the second these the czar, whose uh whose diamonds are in the emperor's cup and that is good enough reasons I can think of for him to be the frozen fiend
0: yeah and <laughs> I think Daphne is also like I bet they're related maybe I figured it's Daphne or Belma, but it's one of them but it's just like Nikolai is a very common name in Russia. They could not be related.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, you know, I guess it's good enough. Um, But uh, we're going to take a break right now to uh, play a quick game, and then we'll get back to the plot.
0: We'll be right back to What's New Scooby-Doo, part of Summer Fridays, only on Cartoon Network.
1: The name of this game... Is Scooby or not Scooby, Emilio?
0: Okay. And
1: the uh, structure of it is I'm going to read you some titles, and some of which will be um, titles of an episode of Scooby-Doo, and some of them will not. And I was looking for a show to coincide with this episode, and I discovered the existence of the Mighty Ducks animated series, which was a 90s cartoon that ran for one season that was about – What if the Mighty Ducks were actual ducks, like humanoid ducks that played hockey and then also were superheroes? (laughs) Um, So I've got some titles for you. It's up to you to tell me if it is a title of an episode of Scooby-Doo or an episode of the Mighty Ducks. I'm going to assume you've not seen the show.
0: No. uh, I've never seen the Mighty Ducks. Me neither.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. We'll see how this goes. How about Naughty or Ice?
0: I'm going to say this is a Mighty Ducks episode. This is an episode
1: of Scooby Doo, where the gang go to a fancy ice hotel co owned by Daphne's family, where an ice man thaws out and goes on a rampage.
0: Okay. They sort of uh, fell for the trap there, but uh, we can keep going. That's fine. It's fine. Yeah, we got more. We've got plenty of time. Never ape an ape man. I, God, now now I'm just playing 5D chess. Now I'm all over the place. <laughs> I'm going to say this is an episode of
1: Scooby-Doo. This is an episode of Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? Okay. The gang take jobs as extras on the set of Daphne's uncle's movie set, The Ape Man of Forbidden Mountain. But a real ape man has been sabotaging the movie, and Mystery Inc. needs to catch his ape before he causes filming to end permanently that's a classic one of um, you're in a circumstance where you know that there is an ape-man suit that exists and but but this other ape-man that one's got to be a real one <laughs> like can't be a suit <laughs> that's funny <laughs> a traitor
0: among us I mean, I mean that has to be mighty ducks
1: that is The Mighty Ducks, yeah. Okay. Uh, got a synopsis for you here. Dragonus, which appears to be the uh, the big bad of this show, hires a sexy female to gain the, dru- the Ducks' trust. The guys are quickly smitten by her, but the girls suspect something. This is a Disney cartoon. Uh, sexy female. That's in the official synopsis. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My reasoning for that one was more... I don't know if there were. I don't know if them being a traitor amongst them is It's like a Scooby-Doo plot, really. Right. So, yeah. So it has to be the other thing.
1: How about Monster Rally? I'm
0: gonna say this is Scooby-Doo because I think I remember this episode.
1: This is a uh, a
0: Mighty Ducks. Oh, fuck. I forgot Daddy that. I forgot <laughs> that rally was a concept in sports also. That's that's it's my true. bet.
1: Daddy O'Cool, a mutated beat poet who loves monster trucks, wants only one thing in life. To make the world a better place. How? By contaminating the world's water supplies with mutagen. So, I guess,
0: <laughs> I guess I'm that just reading this now. Duck- the it's Mighty literally D-
1: Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess my Ducks TV show was, I guess is less about hockey than I'm making in my mind, so I should just <laughs> think about that less.
1: The Ghost That Sacked the Quarterback. Scooby-Doo. That is a Scooby-Doo, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The gang is attending a football game when the star planner. Van- Player vanishes, and the ghost of a long-dead nineteen thirties football player, known as the Rambling Ghost, shows up. That's an older episode, but again, another one where it's just like, "What if it was a sports player, but he looked kind of like a ghost?" <laughs>
0: <laughs> bringing Down Baby. That's a first of all, just a great title for a thing. Surprised that uh, doesn't get used more. That hasn't been used more. The um. But I'm going to say that's a Mighty Ducks episode.
1: It is, yeah. I mean, there's no, there's no world in which that would probably be a Scooby-Doo episode, but I just wanted to re- get an excuse to read this synopsis to you. In this tribute to the 1938 screwball comedy Bringing Up Baby, <laughs> Dragonus arranges for the ducks to find an alien egg. When it hatches, the baby alien thinks they're its parents, and that means trouble in the in this synopsis for a title that's a, for an episode that's already titled after Bringing Up Baby they, just to make sure you get it they go in this reference to the classic screwball we've got yeah. a brand new episode of The Mighty Ducks for you <laughs> like <laughs> I'm sure it's very very uh, accurate in tone to that show to that movie um, okay we got two left so you're doing pretty well I think you've only missed one yeah Muscle Trouble.
0: This seems... suggests hijinks, which suggests Scooby-Doo to me. So I'm gonna say Scooby-Doo.
1: You're right. This is is from the Scrappy-Doo era when it was all hijinks and no mysteries. On a trip to the beach, Shaggy accidentally shows up the local muscle man, Muscles Malone. To even the score, Muscles challenges him to a sailboat race to prove he's better. Really... Just what she won out of a Scooby-Doo episode right there. Um, Okay, last one. The Story Stick.
0: Ooh. Ooh. The Story Stick. So what I'm gathering about this Mighty Ducks TV show is that it's less about sports and more just about, like, like... 90s cartoon show nonsense and a lot of supernatural stuff. So I'm going to go with This is Mighty Ducks.
1: This is an episode of a pup named Scooby-Doo. Oh. Two Native American Indians, Jay Littlefield and his grandson Warren, try to keep a park ranger, Mr. Ryan, from building on Indian land. But before long, the totem spirit shows up. Uh, read that... Uh, Verbatim from IMDb. There's a lot of names, in and in none of which are are a member of Mystery Inc., which is funny.
0: And now back to what's new Scooby Doo, part of Summer Fridays, only on Cartoon Network.
1: Okay, uh, so that was Scooby or not Scooby. You did well, very well. Um, Thank you. But, uh, we're gonna get back into. Diamonds are a Ghoul's best friend, which you would think. Like if I said that title to you, you wouldn't. I wouldn't your brain would not immediately go to hockey. You know. <laughs> uh, no, just, the well. title doesn't. I
0: think like the first time, like because you said like when you told the story of me telling you this episode that I wanted to pick this episode, I don't think like the first time for sure. I don't think I said the title of it. I just like remembered the hockey stuff, and I just remembered it as the hockey episode of. Uh, of right. what's new scooby-doo because it's like yeah if you ask if you uh, just asked me to get like based on what just like just this game they just like to say what it was i would be i would just be like frozen freak or like like yeah like an, yeah. an ice time or whatever just like some like <laughs> yeah <laughs> just like some pun like that diamonds are a ghoul's best friend it's like I guess it involves diamonds and I guess there is a ghoul involved but that is not (laughs) what I think about when I think of uh, this episode
1: yeah I would assume this would be like a classic Hollywood themed thing or you know they're on a back lot or maybe they're in a diamond mine or something (laughs) I don't know
0: (laughs) yeah you either expect it to be a reference to the movie or just to be a lot more about diamonds
1: (laughs) but no it is very much about hockey. Uh, so, as you said, as you alluded to earlier, now the time has come. We've got three suspects, so we're going to split up three ways and, and do some investigating here, which is something that I really do admire about what New Scooby-Doo, is that they're really doing investigations. You know, they're not just wandering around somewhere and, and sometimes stumbling across a clue, but sometimes not, uh, which is definitely how it used to be. I do like that they feel... More like a group of friends who solve mysteries in this uh, in this iteration. Well, not if you ask Fred
0: um, in this episode. I'm right? That's true too. <laughs> uh,
1: so Fred and Daphne go to investigate the Superfans trailer. Uh, it's gross. They're basically living in squalor. Um, but uh, Daphne finds some light blue paint in the in the um, trailer, which she finds very suspicious um, because. The ghoul is, is blue, light blue, and the United States is not. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that's like a classic Scooby Doo clue of like, uh, why is this one thing in this entire place? Like, it's just trash. You just found yeah. trash on the floor, and you're like, oh, well, this is it. We got yeah.
0: it. Also, the ghoul isn't painted? <laughs> yeah. Like the gooey, the ghoul is like the frozen fiend. Just it's like wearing a costume that is like ice based. So it it's is a very like elaborate blue. costume. But yeah, it, it is not just a yeah. yeah. It's not just a person painted blue. Clearly, yeah.
1: It's not. It's not uh, Schwarzenegger as as, uh, as Mr. Freeze. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know. he is not. Um, but uh, the the other guy uh, who's just the guy with the A on his chest. And he, he goes around saying hey no matter what he shows up and uh, and and you know they ask him about it and he's like oh yeah that's that's Joe's I don't know I don't know what he's doing with that paint it could be anything suspicious
0: it's funny that um, they because I feel like in a lot of these episodes there is always just some plot that they just reveal to have found out whatever the angle to it what is at the end and, and his reason yeah. for having the blue paint is just revealed at the end with not without them like stumbling they upon definitely it, yeah, did not
1: discover the answer to that at all <laughs> because, no. yeah. um, meanwhile on the other side of town velma is tailing uh galinda the ice dancer and uh she steals a girl's roller skates <laughs> she <laughs> yeah. just takes it right out of her hand <laughs> And uh, the girl, like, looks at her and she's like, oh, no, it's fine. I'm the skating champion of my home country. As if that's a, a re- an excuse to just steal yeah. or commandeer someone's roller skates.
0: And then she immediately follows and is like, it's a small country. Which is, like, again, a good joke, but uh, yeah. does not excuse you stealing somebody else's skates. Yeah. <laughs> Come on.
1: Come on here. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so they have a, a very brief downhill skating chase because... Gillian is also on uh, on roller skates, and uh, they end up at a tailor, where we see um, she's getting her new uh, ice skating outfit, and the uh, the tailor sees Velma is, is eavesdropping and, and accuses her of loitering, <laughs> um, which I thought was funny, but uh, for some reason in this in this world, if you are loitering outside of a a uh, a tailor, you have to go in and, and get something tailored or else you'll be arrested, I guess. I don't know. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, I guess it's like, it's like general view on the Russian people. It's just, they're very harsh. They don't yeah. seem happy. Because yeah. it's like all the stuff with the police, like hard, like checking them in security. And yeah, I do not- like that the police
1: are, the Russian police very much do not like Shaggy. <laughs> they call him Johnny Longhair, which is fun.
0: <laughs> yes, that that is a very good bit
1: because he's like very adverse to i guess your
0: imagination of a, a perfect
1: russian man
0: and he like <laughs> threatens to lock up fred right right after yes. i forget what he said so
1: he suspects that fred might have the diamonds on him and says that uh, uh that i'll be calling you prisoner whatever number if uh, if i find them and you'll like <laughs> go away for a long time uh <laughs> but yeah uh, this next part is my favorite example of this is this is they just like pulled out their immediate thoughts of what happens in Russia which is uh, Shaggy and Scooby are tailing Nikolai and for some reason on the eve of his championship hockey match right like he is he's defending the glory of the country the next day it's a big game He's taken this opportunity to go ice fishing alone. is <laughs> um, <laughs> just the most, like,
0: no, yeah, maybe he, that's
1: what they do in Russia.
0: <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe fish. it's common. Could be. I don't know.
1: You know, some some people have weird routines. You know, maybe this is this is how he he unwinds, as you say. Um, but uh, he goes into the into this shack. But who comes out? The frozen fiend. Uh, and for some reason, Brett Hull is also there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah, <laughs> They're Brett like, listen, we, the got Brett, we got Brett in the booth. We got to give him a couple of bets. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we got to, we, we have, we. It, part of the contract for getting him to do this was he had to save the day in some capacity. So we, we set up the circumstance where he can save Shaggy and Scooby from the fiend by hitting a bunch of hockey pucks at him. Does that work? Listen, we got lunch in, a, in, like, a few minutes. It's that work. That's fine, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> um, but uh, then they, they all reconvene to discuss what they've learned, and it turns out that they've learned nothing, because they went into this deciding that these three are their suspects, and they came out with the realization that these three are their suspects. Uh, and Fred is, um... He's deciding maybe we should just cut to the chase, you know, cut out all the fat. <laughs> Let's get this stupid investigation stuff over with and just go straight to the trap.
0: Yeah, um, and it's it, and it's funny because it's like he does sort of have a point in that it's like, well, if we just catch him, I mean, if we just catch the monster, it's like we can then just pull the mask off and just find out who they are. It's like, yeah, yeah. Finding out who it is isn't that isn't like that fundament isn't that fundamental to stopping it. Considering we always just end up having to do this anyway. But then yeah. yeah, then Velma is sort of peeved that that of his implication of like because it's like yeah, my great investigating that's the problem with our whole operation. It's not your <laughs> yeah. hair braid schemes or whatever.
1: I'm so sorry that I'm wasting your time by trying to figure this out while you are are coming up with traps that never work. I'm like, come on, <laughs> this is—I'm the weakest link here. You're right, <laughs> um, but yeah. So they they come up with this this trap operation extreme twist. Um, it's not—I wouldn't say it's very thought out. Um, they. They didn't really have a contingency plan. Um no. Because and it's
0: also it weirdly involved them getting the finish hockey team. Oh no, that's the that's
1: the next one. This one is is even less than that. This is literally they're just going to go out onto the ice as he's there and wrap him up in some ropes and hope that that does it. <laughs> um, which uh is fine. <laughs> Oh, no, you're right. I'm sorry. I apologize. This is the one where they dress up as, yeah,
0: as the they, they they Yeah, team. I was thinking, yeah. They dress up as the team, they play a little bit of the game, where it's like, it, it weirdly seems like an actually fought game, even though it's five-nobody. Yeah. Well, I guess it's like three... Because Scooby isn't participating. Yeah, he doesn't yeah go Scooby isn't participating, and also Velma, I guess, is actually good at hockey. But it's like three people who don't play hockey at all. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> Versus literally the championship team from Sweden. You know, like, they're here in the finals. Clearly one of the best teams in the world. And uh, somehow they've convinced the, the Finns, who admittedly were losing already pretty badly, uh, to um, <laughs> to let them take over. Yeah, take uh,
0: over. And then just as soon as the Fiend comes in, they just drop their sticks and then pull out a rope and then wrap them up.
1: I do wonder... Now that we're now that we're talking about this, I've, it's come to mind. Why, why, why is the fiend still here? He got the diamonds, right? Um, we do establish that he hasn't gotten like the diamonds are still out there somewhere. But why does he keep interrupting the hockey games? Is this just to to play up the uh, illusion that this is a, a ghost of a Russian hockey player who's here to ruin the tournament? Like <laughs> it it doesn't seem necessary. I would say. Um, but you know i guess commit to a bit you know for sure um the uh the trap does not work they wrap him up in ropes and he just spins his way out of them and fred's convinced that he'll be so dizzy that he can just tap him and he'll fall over which does not work at all um he attacks fred and then uh, he escapes again and we're back to the drawing board um they uh they chase him into the locker room and we get a very very brief chase scene set to uh a song and um then uh the the frozen fiend goes into the shower and they take back the shower curtain and he's gone because he is somehow squeezed through a tiny window in the shower and i wanted to ask um emilio this shower is in the locker room which is in an entirely indoor uh room there are no exterior door or walls so this window does not like lead out into the um into the the outdoors this is just a window in a shower in the team's locker room that then leads into a hallway that anyone could peek into or whatever there's not even any glass on the window it's literally just uh, a, an opening in the wall <laughs> that leads into a hallway. Um, what is the purpose of this window?
0: I mean, the purpose <laughs> of the window—they just needed some some place for it, her, like, the fiend to crawl out of. But yeah. I guess if you, if you tr- really try to like justify it, I guess you could be like, it's for steam to get out. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so it doesn't just, like, go into the locker room, but it, locker rooms are always steamy, so yeah. but I guess they thought about it, or it's like maybe this is, like, a, a weird Russian saying of just, like, people need to be able to look into everywhere, I don't know. Because <laughs> that's specifically yeah, a very bad configuration, because it's, like, the window from the locker room is, like, faces a hall, where and it's just, like, you don't like, fans could be walking there. You don't want them to yeah. look at just a random hockey player. Or get
1: blasted by hot steam. <laughs> Either one. <laughs> yeah, it is not an ideal situation at all. But, um, you yeah, know, the, the the writers had a lot of episodes to get through, so I, I can't blame them. <laughs> um, it serves its purpose. The, uh, the inspectors show up and they find uh, the... The emperor's cup, sands, diamonds, and Brett's jersey. So they've got enough to make an arrest, they believe. Um, and uh, the the Scooby Gang know that this could not be because he saved them out on the ice from the monster. So they they have now they are literally forced to solve the mystery, because <laughs> um, so, they want to they want to bring back Brett Hall's good name. Um, so. They start following Nikolai and convinced that it's it's him, and then they see Galena out there on the ice, so they follow her as well, and uh, both Galena and the uh, monster disappear, and all of a sudden the Frozen Fiend is back, but this time he's riding a Zamboni, which is great, I was very happy to see this. Uh, Yeah, just a a fun thing to have happen To have a monster menacingly chase the gang on a Zamboni That's just funny (laughs) Um,
0: That's just good comedy
1: uh, Exactly But it's not a very long chase Because the Zamboni uh, stops on the ice abruptly And the the fiend runs away and, And Velma's figured it out That this is the final piece of the puzzle for her She has solved the mystery So now it's time to trap him for real so they uh, have another um another trap sequence this time they convince scooby to go out on the ice and participate with russian beet flavored scooby snacks which is a weird joke i like
0: yeah i don't know i guess I, our, I, I don't know how be- yeah how how much of a russian thing beets are but I guess, like, yeah, what, I, I what, think, what's so the I, Russian replacement? Because I think, like, in, in What's New Scooby-Doo, they do do that bit of that, where it's just, like, yeah. w- like regionally or, or, like, specific to whatever they are doing are the, the Scooby snacks.
1: That's a good point. What would I replace it with? Um, I don't know. can't do vodka flavor. That would be... You can't do that for a cartoon. What about borscht? Is borscht a Russian thing, or is that just a Eastern European thing in general?
0: I mean... So much of Eastern Europe is is yeah. was Russia that it's just like it's hard to divorce those things. But I think that's I'd, my plus up. I think borscht it, is a funnier word. Yeah, borscht is funnier. It, it, it's just like I assume a lot of the stuff in a lot of this, like what's new Scooby Doo, and in this episode particularly, are like very funny, very clearly like one Google search or just like one yeah. question of just like what is. replace this with russian thing what do we have yeah
1: we we uh, we covered the episode where they go to japan a couple weeks ago and uh that one is insane because they clearly had a lot of ideas about what to do in in japan but they they decided they could only do one episode in japan so it's like breakneck pace we're gonna go to a new japanese japan thing every single time so it's like one literally one scene we're in the the center of tokyo and then another We're in like a, a shrine in the in the in the wilderness and they're supposed to be like five minutes away from each other and then also we're gonna go to a sumo wrestler thing like it's like breakneck everything every time but um yeah i they, mean because it it's, it's like clear that they, the yeah.
0: nikolai thing you mentioned that's like an example of that in this where it's just like so he is playing in a big hockey tournament in what i assume is a big city in moscow they Yeah, in a, in a moscow and then he seems to be ice fishing what looks like the Russian country. Like,
1: yeah. The, the, I, I
0: assume in real life those would be two very different parts of Russia. <laughs> and it, it, I would imagine so, yeah. <laughs> I've never been, but I
1: would imagine so. Um, yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so now time's going to. We're, we're going to actually chop him this time. Um, they use Scooby and Shaggy as bait, and they get the. the um, the frozen fiend out there, and, uh, and Fred and Daphne repel from the rafters with uh, some water cannons and freeze the three of them solid. Uh, why they needed to freeze Shaggy and Scooby too, I don't know, but they didn't seem to protest very much. And um, now we, we, we're gonna—I'm asking now.
0: Let's let's it, see who it is.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's fun that that the entire costume comes off when they just tap on the ice, like the whole thing comes comes off, which is
0: yeah, it's a very silly. fragile co- if the costume was made of glass. Apparently, where once you freeze it, it just breaks. Yeah,
1: <laughs> um, but uh, it's it's Galina. Can you can you imagine that she's uh, even though she's the smallest and frailest of the suspects, she is the frozen fiend because she uh, because she's a figure skater. She knows how to skate on stilts. Um,
0: which is weird because they mentioned like oh how was she so big and how was she so strong and then Fred I forget who was the person who was like she's such a good figure it might have been uh, Velma was like well she's such a good figure skater she could skate on stilts So I was like that doesn't solve the strong part of it she was like she
1: seems like she's probably like at most 100 pounds like figure skaters are are known for being very small
0: yeah Um, and she was throwing around hockey players yeah (laughs) Um,
1: but you know, I guess the uh, the drive to steal that many diamonds is, is is enough to to make you do things you never thought you'd be able to. Um, and she does. She uh, she stole the diamonds. Uh, Velma explains that the plan was she was going to she got a, a duplicate costume of her uh, her figure skating outfit with all the the sparkles on it, and that she was going to wear that in. And then wear out one with the other diamonds uh, sewn in. And that would be how she would get them out of the stadium. But in the meantime, she somehow hid the diamonds in the ice on the hockey rink. And that is how it is. Uh, it stopped the Zamboni. Because the diamonds were so hard that they cut through the tires. Um,
0: yeah, that seems...
1: This is very elaborate. <laughs>
0: yeah, hiding the diamonds in the ice seems less hard than sneaking them out. Yeah,
1: I I don't know. Especially because, like, we see her... Why didn't she just put them in the Frozen Fiend costume and just skate out? Like, clearly nothing was just standing in her way of doing that. <laughs> um, because the, the security was doing a very bad job of stopping the monster. You know, it, it is very... Um, I don't know. I guess I appreciate them trying to come up with more of a, a unique mystery to be solved here. <laughs> but it but yeah. It kind of yeah. falters under scrutiny.
0: <laughs> yeah. They sort of overthink it and underthink it. It's like weird. But I mean it, it's like you know, it's fun. It's a good bit. Yeah.
1: And then as you say they, they, they explain the red herring as well because apparently uh USA superfan Joe is actually a superfan of Sweden, which is why he wears the, the light blue paint with his S. Uh, so he is, he is cheering with his friends, but secretly he is supporting a different team, which is just very silly. <laughs>
0: yeah, that is very silly. <laughs> because presumably they traveled there from the United States. And since I guess yeah. it's think to be a...
1: Maybe, yeah, maybe he could only make it there... Uh, if his friends covered his ticket <laughs> and they needed a third for the USA thing to work. So maybe that's yeah, the only way this worked out. Um, and then just to get one more thing we know about Russia into this episode, uh, Valma realizes that is already wearing the diamond uh, outfit and she escapes into the city and they find her very quickly because she is hiding in a giant Russian nest.
0: That doll. was very funny. That was... There, that was that. Yeah, that was easily the most. Like, this is a Russia thing. We need to put this in here. Yeah, we almost made
1: it to the end of the episode, and we didn't have a, a nesting doll. Like, come on, what are we doing here?
0: <laughs> we have
1: a we have a well-oiled machine at this point. It's season three. Come on, get it in there, because <laughs> um, it really is completely inconsequential to the plot. <laughs> uh, um, but then in the in the little coda here, we get a, a wrap up where. The, the America team is playing in the final and they let Velma play as the goalie because the goalie got injured in all of the antics, um, which, dream come true for her, you know, uh, doesn't seem like a very smart decision on their part, but, you know, <laughs> I guess, it, it. you know, she saved the, the, the trophy, so it's, it's, it's good enough reason to reward her in this way.
0: Yeah, 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 and and then that's the episode. Yeah, I mean, it's again, like cool, friend. crazy again that, that you would just throw a random person in as a in a international hockey <laughs> tournament, but uh, you know, yeah, she, she's good at it. It seems she wants to play. Yeah,
1: I mean, I'm sure there are only so many seats on the American. um on the plane that they took so they uh, they couldn't bring a reserve goalie over (laughs) so they were probably scrambling Um, (laughs) but yeah she is good and she gets gets to live her dream Mm -hmm. but uh, yeah so we will get a chance to rank this on the heavy metal tier list here in a second but first it's time for one last game this is Jinkies or Stinkies now the way this game works is each week I find six stories or facts relating to a topic in the episode. Some of the stories will be true, which are jinkies, and some of them I've made up completely, which are stinkies. It's up to you to tell the difference between the two. Naturally, the topic that I've chosen for today is hockey. Okay. Um, So I'm glad that you said that you are not actually a massive hockey fan, Um, because I'm not either, so I was worried that maybe some of the Things I had found are, like, common knowledge, so we'll see. Um, <clears throat> hockey, like all sports, is full of superstition. Seemingly, every player has some routine they do to guarantee that they will have success on the rink. Famously, Wayne Gretzky would pat down his stick with baby powder before going out to play. Another goalie would force himself to vomit before every game to get the nerves out. But Warren Berry had a brief tenure as a goalie for the Detroit Red Wings for his single-season season In 1993, he was often very successful, only letting one or two shots pass his post each game, but just as often he would play terribly, constantly struggling to block even the easiest of shots. His secret? Every night before game day, he would play a game of high-stakes poker with his buddies, often with $100 to $500 buy-ins. He was about as good a poker player as he was a hockey player, averaging a win-loss ratio of about 50-50. What complicates things is that whenever Barry would lose at poker, he would play his best as a goalie, and vice versa. He believed that winning big at poker meant that he had used up all of his luck, and he would not be able to perform. Barry's friends were all big Red Wings fans, so when the season was getting closer to finals, they started rigging the game so that, Gary would be, so that Barry would be guaranteed to lose every time. Unfortunately, they couldn't let him in on the ruse or wouldn't play into his own superstitions, so he wound up losing roughly $70,000. To make matters worse, he was dropped by the Red Wings at the end of the season for his uneven record. Is that a Jinky or a Stinky?
0: I mean, that's so detailed. I, I would... It's, like, it's impressive that you made that up. I'm going to go that's a Jinky. I'm going to say that's real.
1: That is a Stinky. I, I, I wow.
0: Wow. It did. That's elaborate.
1: It, it is, yeah.
0: Yeah. I, uh, how do I know... <laughs> with what I'm playing with.
1: Yeah. The Stanley Cup is probably the most coveted trophy in all of sports. When a team wins the cup, each player gets 24 hours with the over 125-year-old trophy to do with as they please, so long as they don't break it or lose it. The cup has been taken to strip clubs and pool parties. Multiple teams have started fires in it. Phil Kessel filled it with hot dogs. Two babies have been baptized in it. The second... With, uh, Chris Draper's newborn child, used that opportunity to defecate in the cup. Surely any, everyone who's ever won it has drank alcohol from its font, but Morris Rocket Richard managed to chip his two front teeth drinking from the thing in the 50s. It's been used as a feed bag for a Kentucky Derby-winning racehorse, but likely the stupidest things ever done were when Guy Carboneau tried to throw it into a pool from an upper-story balcony and missed the pool, or when the 1905 Ottawa Senators tried to punt the cup into a canal, only to remember it was winter and the canal has frozen over. A lot being thrown at you there, but uh, <laughs> is that a jinky or a stinky?
0: I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I know about this Stanley Cup, and for, like, a lot of the stuff that's been used, I guess I have no way of verifying whether the two stories you told there at the end are real, but just generally nothing happening to the Stanley Cup would surprise me, so I'm gonna go with a janky again.
1: Yeah, that is a janky. It's all true. Okay. Crazy stuff. <laughs> Alright,
0: yeah. I mean You're doing great. Fifty fifty. Not a fan of hockey, but the Stanley Cup is maybe the best trophy. It is just it's yeah,
1: it's 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 yeah, I mean, of course. Anybody would want to win that thing. It's huge. It's covered in diamonds. Like, come on.
0: If huge, it's covered in diamonds, and you can use it for whatever.
1: Exactly. It's much better than just getting a ring. Like, come on. For sure. Um, Jean-Claude Van Damme always wanted to be a hockey player. Growing up in Belgium, it was difficult for this dream to be realized. There were no ice hockey clubs around where they lived, so his father enrolled him in martial arts classes instead at the age of 10. The rest, as they say, is history. Gaining su- success as a martial artist and movie star simply was not enough for him, as his childhood dream of playing in the National Hockey League was never fulfilled. That is, until 1995, when Van Dam starred in the P- Peter Hyams sports action film, Sudden Death. Referred to by many as Die Hard in a hockey rink, the film's plot finds Van Dam needing to save the vice president when he is held captive in a VIP box during the Stanley Cup finals. Van Dam demanded he get to play with a real hockey team to prepare for this role, despite playing a fire marshal in the movie. Luckily, he got his wish and was allowed two full weeks to train with the Pittsburgh Penguins during their offseason. However, his stint got cut short to just five days because he annoyed everyone so much. JCVD kept telling the left and right wingers that their position was for girls and that the center and goalie were the only two real positions in hockey. He tried out his center but could not maintain puck control for more than a few seconds, as he was exerting a lot of mental energy trying to maintain balance. The last straw was when he got into a fist fight with coach Eddie Johnston, when Johnston suggested that he would, maybe he would play better, if he didn't spend so much time trying to look cool. Is that a jinky or a I mean, the ego of 80s and 90s
0: movie stars should never surprise me but even through that lens, that this seems like he went a little hard so i'm gonna say this is a stinky
1: that is a stinky okay
0: yeah yeah i feel like this would be i i feel like like again i'm not a hockey person but i feel like if this was a thing that would have happened i would know this story (laughs) yeah
1: Yeah, probably (laughs) um Hockey is a sport known for having aggressive, even violent players on the ice. Some fans go to games hoping to see a fist fight the way NASCAR fans hope to see a crash. Of course, there's nothing hockey managers want less than an altercation, as it often means that the offending player will have to suffer a suspension of some kind, and the fans don't always take too kindly to suspensions of their favorite players. While playing a game in Boston, March 13th, 1955, Morris Rocket Richard, who I mentioned before was the guy who uh, chipped both his teeth on the Stanley Cup, uh, had his head cut open by Hal Lecombe. The two immediately went at each other, Richard attacking with his stick. An official came onto the ice to break it up, and Richard knocked him to the ground and punched him on the ice, marking the second time that season alone that Richard had attacked an official. The league president suspended him for the last three games of the season and the entire Stanley Cup playoffs. This was enough to set the town off completely. What followed was the aptly named Richard Riot, which caused nearly $100,000 worth of damages on Montreal streets, with many Quebecois citizens viewing this as a prime example of anti-French bias in Canada at the time. Richard went on the radio to plea for peace, but the damage had been done and 60 protesters were arrested. Montreal was unable to win the cup without him.
0: So, I think I, I do vaguely know that Montreal fans are, like, freaks. That they, they're, they like, extremely into the whole thing. So this doesn't seem out of the realm of possibilities to me, so I'm going to say it's a jinkies.
1: That is a jinkie. It is true.
0: It's crazy. Okay, yeah, you're doing really well. You got two left.
1: Giles Greton served as a goalie for both the Rangers and the Blues in the 1970s. Famous for his hockey mask that looked like an angry cat, Giles was known for being a little bit off. He claimed that not only had he lived past lives, but that he could remember them, and that his current tenure as an NHL goalie was divine punishment for past transgressions he committed in a previous lifetime. Anyone who ever played with Giles has a story about how crazy he was. He once refused to play a game because the moon wasn't where it was supposed to be in the night sky. He could play the piano beautifully, but would always claim to have never learned how to play. Once, when a teen doctor was treating him for abdominal pains, Graton claimed that in a previous life, he had been a soldier of the Spanish Inquisition and died with a lance was was run through his chest, which was probably the cause of this pain. He retired from hockey at the age of 24 and supposedly moved to an abandoned castle in Europe, where he adopted a new life as a photographer. Is that a jinky
0: or a stinky? This one's tough. Cause it's like mostly a guy being weird story, which is like a thing that is very believable to for me with hockey players. But it's also pretty elaborate. I'm torn, but I'm going to say this is a jinkies.
1: This is a jinky.
0: You're right. Wow. Great job. Not the two of my own we, horn, but I'm, pretty, I'm good at this.
1: You're, you're doing pretty well. I won't say you're doing very well. Um, and there's only one left. So here we go. The American Hockey League is a great place for players to get their feet wet before hopefully being poached by an NHL team and being brought up to the big leagues. The Rockford Ice Hogs are such a team and have a direct affiliation with the larger team, the Chicago Blackhawks. However... They weren't always content with playing second banana. In 2011, the owner of the team, Hank Crenshaw, had dreams of making his team the biggest minor league hockey team in the world and believed that through clever marketing techniques, they could perhaps even be the most popular hockey team in Illinois. How would he do this? He knew a local farmer who swore he could train a real pig to ice skate. If they had a real ice hog as a mascot, this would be the publicity needed to put their team on the map and the first step to start him. Unfortunately, he did not realize before signing a $50,000 contract with this farmer that it would be very difficult to train a pig to ice skate. First, they had to produce custom-made ice skates designed to fit a pig's hoof. Then they had to convince the pig to let them put these skates on him, let alone try standing up with all four of them on. And this was all before they even let the pig out on the ice. After three months of rigorous training, Frosty the Skating Pig was ready to go for the opening game of the season versus the Grand Rapids Griffins. The audience murmured in anticipation as they let Frosty out onto the ice and then let him go. It was a disaster. The pig immediately fell over and let out an ungodly scream. They set out handlers onto the ice to catch him, but he was too afraid and tried to escape. It became a vicious cycle of squealing and thuds as the pig would try to regain his balance to escape, only to fall over again as he flailed across the ice. Frosty was nixed as a mascot before he even got a chance, and just like that, the Ice Hog's dreams of stardom were ruined. Now this is, ve- is that a real story, or did I make it up?
0: That is now this is very funny, but this also has to be made up because it's like again I I'm, I'm willing to believe hockey players are like weirdos and a little dumb, but to not realize that it would require a lot of work to train a pig to ice skate, I think requires a lack of forethought that even I don't think would happen. You are correct. Yes, I did make this up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they're good stories. I I would watch all these movies great though. Job. They're
1: they're yeah. They're I mean they're they're fun to come up with for sure. Um great job, you only missed one. So really good. Um I would say I think Jesse only missed one, but he definitely did better than Andy and Cullen.
0: Listen, that's all I strive do better than Cullen <laughs> is all I strive for. <laughs> Without
1: question. Actually, that's not true, because Andy's turn, I forgot to write, come up with the fake ones and didn't realize until uh, it was, my, it was uh, we, as we were recording. So I was like, oh, I'm sorry, Andy, you don't get to play the game, because I forgot to write the fake ones. But,
0: that's <laughs> um, very funny. So, yeah.
1: But, uh, yeah, so you did great. Do, um, do you
0: know the can i kick a story of something like that similar? Is this the... I can't remember. I'll be so, honest. once... On the, I mean, like, we've done it three times, but the first time, wh- back in the day, we played the Ken Loach game, where Cullen, we t- took a bunch of names of Ken Loach movies and put half real ones and half fake ones that he made up based on real ones, and then asked us which are the real ones and which were the fake ones, and we played that game.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How'd it go? And it went pretty well. It was a great game. We all had fun. So we were like, "Colin, bring it back for this episode. So he did. And then Colin came up. He said them all. And then at the end, he realized, oh, wait, I just wrote a bunch of fake ones, but forgot to search any (laughs) real ones. So he just asked us, he just told us 10 straight fake Ken Loach movie titles without ever sneaking a real one in there. So that's what it reminded me of.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, it happens to the best of us. <laughs> it
0: happens to the best uh, of us. And Cullen, too. And Cullen, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: well, uh, before I let you go, we do have to rank this episode on our heavy metal tier list, okay? So the, there are five tiers. Uh, starting from the bottom is the rut Row tier. That's for the absolutely worst of the worst. Then we have the scooby Dumb tier. It's for episodes that are not very good, but you know they're not terrible. Middle of the road is just the just another mystery tier. It's for episodes that aren't bad but don't do anything very special. Then we have the groovy tier, which are episodes we like a lot but just don't do enough to get into that highest of the high, the golden scoop tier. What are we thinking for diamonds? Are a ghoul's best friend.
0: What was the middle one again?
1: Just another mystery, which I think this one probably falls into. It's pretty
0: yeah. Standard. Yeah, I was gonna say if there was something in between, uh, just another mystery and groovy. This might be it, where it's like, it's like ninety percent just another episode of like what's new Scooby Doo or whatever. But there's like, there's like a couple of moments that are like, oh, that's an interesting thing they did here. That's funny. Yeah. But it, it, yeah. But I don't think that elevates it much past being just like another episode that's like pretty watchable yeah
1: I agree it's it, uh, you know watch it for sure if you somehow made it to the end of this episode and have not watched this episode uh I guess thank you for listening for all of that but you know it is good I would I would recommend watching it um but yeah it's it's just another mystery at the end of the day um Emilio thank you so much for joining me in doing
0: this uh, uh thank you it was a pleasure <laughs> glad to have watched right, Scooby-Doo and yeah. talked about it
1: of course um do you have anything you'd like to plug for the people
0: uh, I mean, we've talked about it, but you can listen to Can I Kick It? It's a podcast about film festival that I do with three of my friends, Jesse, Andy, and Colin, who have all been on this podcast previously. We talk about film festival, film festival-related stuff. Like, if you've ever... I guess my pitches to people who, may, who like, have not listened to Sikki, who are listeners of this podcast, would be like, if you've ever wanted to get into, like, deeper art film... And like international cinema, but you find you find a lot of like talk about it very snooty or inaccessible. That I think we try to be like a pretty accessible, fun and friendly podcast about <laughs> movies that are sort of difficult to reckon with.
1: And- yeah, I would agree with that completely. I, it's, it's definitely helped me uh, to discover new things um, as a listener. So yeah, I like, like love the podcast.
0: Listen, and I think that is partially be a, a tone we try to cultivate but it's also like at least m- me and andy i'll say Colin and jesse individually they're a little more into like art film and have more of a background but me i i guess i'll just speak for myself it's like that is not a huge background i have specifically i also get into a lot of stuff just while doing it for the podcast so i do try to bring like fresh ears and not be like that inaccessible but also, and apart from that, my Twitter is I'm left alone. My letterbox is I laugh alone. If you want to follow me on either of those places, that's also okay.
1: For sure, um, definitely do that. If you want to follow me, you can do so at the Real brandine on Twitter. Uh, you can follow the show at Heavy Metal Pod also on Twitter. Um, if you like this show, uh, tell a friend. You know, word of mouth is a great way to get other people to listen to niche podcasts like this. Um, and, uh, I, I just have to thank everyone who listened to this entire episode, you know, thank you for, for giving me your time, and thank you to Emilio once again for giving me his time. Um, and as always, to all you meddling kids out there, remember to stay groovy.
0: Ruh-roh. ruh doo Oh, <laughs>